Welcome to episode number 81 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, Quality Christian Living is a podcast dealing with issues that affect our lifestyle and our quality of life. I believe that Christians should have the greatest life that anyone can imagine. We should live a life filled with abundance and joy and goodness and kindness and faithfulness. That doesn't mean that we don't have challenges, but if we live a good walk with God in a great quality Christian life, we can learn how to deal with life's challenges. In the past podcasts, I've discussed topics such as finances and how to deal with them. We've discussed the issues that veterans are experiencing today. And this most recent series has to do with our faith. I will entitle the series, Faith to Receive. The premise of this entire teaching has to do with understanding how to have greater faith and how to see greater results in your prayer life. Today, the topic, the specific title of today's session is How to Avoid Negative Thoughts to Have Greater Faith. So before we get into it, let's pray and ask for God's direction and wisdom. Father, I pray that you would bless this teaching, that you would bless those who are tuned in and listening to it, and I pray that your anointing would come down and that you would do something very special. I believe that today, Father, we have an appointment with the Holy Spirit to be taught something that will change our life, change our prayers, change our faith, and increase a closer walk with you. I'm looking forward to it. I'm anticipating, Father, something wonderful taking place today. Matter of fact, I'm excited about this message. I have an anticipation. I have an expectation of great things that are coming forth. Pray now for your anointing upon it. Bless all those who are listening in today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's session will be based upon a book that I've written entitled, Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. It's truly a book on faith. It's a book designed to help people grow their faith and increase their faith and their trust in God. If you're interested possibly in obtaining my book on faith, you can go to my web page entitled davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you go there, you'll see a list of books that I've written. And this particular one is there and you may enjoy it. You can order it right there from Amazon and get it delivered in just a few days. So I hope that'll be a blessing to you. So let's get into today's lesson on how to deal with with negative thoughts. The chapter that I'm going to be speaking out of and using as my outline is entitled, Avoid the Victim Mentality. I've seen so many people today who go around with a negative mindset. They kind of act like the little guy that says, well, nothing good is ever going to happen to me today. And making statements like that, talking about issues of bad luck and no luck and having a difficult time and having challenges and always facing trials and always being picked on and always having bad things happening to them. Well, if we confess that, that's probably what will come upon us. But as a believer in Jesus Christ, we need to confess our faith and our trust and our confidence in God. And we need to call forth things like the abundant life that Jesus wants us to have. He wants us to have have life and have it more abundantly. He wants us to enjoy life, to be prosperous in all things. And the Bible tells us that our soul should prosper and that everything that we do should be blessed of God. And that will be blessed. Yes, we'll have difficult times, but we need to avoid at all costs a victim mentality like everyone's always picking on me. We can't have that in our life and we need to come against that in the name of Jesus. Now, this particular session may be a little difficult for some, but I believe that most people will benefit from it on how they can be set free from negative thinking in their life. Now, if you struggle in the area of negativity or know of someone who is challenged with negative thoughts, I pray that these words will be of value to you, that what I'm teaching today will be a lesson that'll help you. 
Have you ever felt that you always get the short end of the stick? Do you think that if it wasn't for bad luck, you'd have no luck at all? Do you believe that everyone is always finding fault with you? Do you feel everyone else gets the breaks in life? Now, if these feelings are common in your thinking, it's going to affect your faith. Matter of fact, I think it's going to destroy your faith. We must understand that having this type of a mindset is a devastating mental disease. That's what I refer to it, and I call it the victim mentality. We've got to rise above that. Now, I'm taking time on this because I know there's a lot of people who struggle with that. I know of a number of people that when I get together with them and talk with them, it's just negativity, negativity. And they make all those statements, all those things that I've just mentioned to you. They feel that way and they believe that way. And then they wonder why when they pray, it's silent, that they're not receiving anything from God or they don't believe that their prayers are getting any kinds of result. And many times they'll tell me that they just don't seem to have faith or anything. Well, it's impossible to have faith if you don't have trust in God. And it's impossible to have trust in God if you feel like everybody's always picking on you and that you have a victim mentality. In life, we have choices to make. We can claim to be the victim or the victor. I believe as followers of Jesus Christ, we are the victors, and we can have great faith, and we can have an increase in faith, but we've got to pull this stuff away from us that's negative and destroys our faith. This could be, I believe this, one of the most important lessons that we all need to catch. The mentality I've talked about is spreading all over our country. A person with this type of mentality believes that everyone is always against them, and especially God. They just think that God doesn't listen to them, but God is listening to everyone. As soon as we turn our attention to Him, He's ready. He's able. He's willing to listen to us, and he wants to bless us. A person with this type of mindset cannot see something coming from nothing. Can you imagine someone that's so negative about everything? How can they possibly believe that God can bring something back to life, something that we've given up on, something that was in our past we thought we'd like to do someday? How can they imagine that ever coming back if they have a negative mindset? So we've got to come against that and take authority over that negative thought in the name of Jesus. Let me give you a step or a thought to take, something to log in if you know of someone with a negative mindset or if you are struggling with negativity in your life. Regardless of what you think that you don't have, think about what others need and give it to them. It's an interesting thought, isn't it? Let me give you an example of that. Something that happened when I was a banker. You know, my past is a little unique. I spent 15 years in the banking business. And right after that, my wife and I owned a real estate development company. And we built custom homes and some commercial buildings for a period of nearly 17 to 18, maybe close to 20 years. And then in most recently, we were pastors of our own church in North Scottsdale for about 20 years. So let me give an example of when I was a banker. I knew a businessman who was always rude and he had had no patience with anyone. Now, every time I saw him in the bank, I tried to avoid him because of his negativity. One day as he walked into the bank, a small, quiet voice spoke to my heart. And I had this little voice speaking to me. I know it was the Holy Spirit. And that voice said something like this, stop acting like the victim in this business relationship. Look for something nice to say. What I was looking for was a way to avoid him, but the Holy Spirit is telling me, don't avoid him, find something nice to say. That quiet voice was saying to me to call forth something that does not exist as though it does. What a great teaching that was. Now on the way to talk to this guy, my victim mentality said to me, what's the use? He'll only cuss at you or insult you or find something negative to say. But that quiet voice came on again and say basically something again like speak into him something you want to see in him. See, I wanted to call forth something that wasn't in him to come out in him. 
I said to him this, Are you having a good day? He quickly said, What do you care? All you want is my money. Now, here we go. He was trying to attack the effort that I was trying to make to bless him and be courteous to him and speak something positive in his life, but that could not deter me. Now, as a pastor, that thought helped me a lot in dealing with some of the comments I would get about taking up an offering in the church. Many times I'd talk to someone about an offering and they'd say, oh, you just all you really want from me is my money. And of course, that's not the truth. God doesn't need our money. He just needs our heart. Now, at that moment, as I was looking for a miracle in this guy, yet I needed a miracle for the Holy Spirit to help me and instruct me in how to deal with this man. Yet the Holy Spirit basically impressed me to be a miracle for him. I wanted it to come out of him but the Holy Spirit wanted me to be what he needed. It wasn't easy, but I just smiled. And he looked at me with a funny look on his face, and he looked like he was in need of something. So before I could say anything to him, the Holy Spirit said, just compliment him. So I did. I said, you look great today. Must be having a really great day, right? I told him how much I appreciated his business and wanted to let him know I would always be available to help him in any way that I could. Now that started what turned out to be a friendship, quite frankly, that we still have to this day. I thank the Lord that he did not allow me to act like the victim. Now, that's an example that I can talk about because it happened in my own life. But there are many examples in the Word of God as to how people can decide to be positive or negative, whether they want to be a victor or be the victim. The story of Joseph in the book of Genesis, it's found in chapter 50, is really a great example of someone who could have developed a victim mentality, could have had a terrible, negative, pessimistic mindset, and yet he, he fought it and he didn't allow it to come into his life. Joseph was sold to a merchant by his brothers. Joseph's brothers lied to his father, Jacob, about Joseph being killed. Joseph was falsely accused of trying to seduce Potiphar's wife when he served Potiphar. Joseph knew his brothers disliked him and wanted to harm him. Yet through that, God wanted Joseph to be a blessing to his brothers. Now, after going through all of his trials, how could Joseph think that God always desired to bless him? After everything he went through, Joseph still trusted God. He refused to wear the label of victim. He refused to wear the label of negativity, a negative person. Now, as a banker for 14 years, I worked with hundreds of individuals who were involved in business partnerships. Now, over time, some of these partnerships would run into conflict. In the majority of these businesses, one of the partners would claim to be the victim. They would accuse others of taking advantage of them or not living up to their agreement. Many times, things would end up in court where thousands of dollars in legal fees and lost productivity in the business would cause the partnership to fail. Now, I realize that some people take advantage of others. There are people who have been victimized by fraudulent partners. But I want to focus on those who always claim to be the victim, those that feel like they have a reason to be negative. Maybe they were raised by a terrible father or a terrible mother. Maybe they were deserted. Maybe they were abused. And that has developed something in them, which is very hard to break. But I can tell you, if you're struggling with any type of mindset of negativity, you're going to have a terrible time increasing your faith And I believe that God wants to break that negativity and move it into a positive state of an expectancy, an excitement to receive from God, something that you're looking forward to. Matter of fact, when you wake up to go to church, you should anticipate something great is going to happen in that service and anticipate that God wants to do something very special for you. 
People who struggle usually have a track record of similar business ventures or similar relationship breakups or problems, or maybe they've been through a divorce and they've gone from one spouse to another spouse to another, thinking they're going to find some kind of joy and happiness if they just get a new spouse. Or maybe moving to another city. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll break the negativity. That'll break that victim mindset. So they pack up and go to another state. No, usually what happens is they just take it with them. We can carry that negative state, that victim mindset with us for the rest of our lives. But we need to take authority over that in the name of Jesus. And if you're not a Christian and you don't understand what I'm talking about, it would be so simple for you right now just to stop this listening to this podcast and just ask the Lord to touch you. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just say, I'm sorry for the sins of my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I thank you for your forgiveness and I know Jesus that I'll serve you all the days of my life. And say, in Jesus' name I pray. And you can see a change in your countenance, a change in your thoughts, a change in your feelings. You see, Jesus could have been negative. Think about that. Have you ever thought about possibly Jesus being negative? that he could have felt like the victim? He certainly could have. But of course, some people say, well, he's Jesus. He had no option there. Well, he did have the option. He was both man and God. And when he walked this earth, he was facing the same kind of trials and tribulations that many of us face, and even more severe trials and challenges than most people will ever experience. And Jesus lived a positive, influencing, wonderful life. When we become a Christian, we can also live a positive, wonderful life encouraging life. Now, we all know those people who take advantage of other people. And sometimes we think, well, that's hard to get over, but we've got to get over it. In those cases, we see people who are victims. In reality, they are a victim. They have been taken advantage of. And so it's important we understand the difference between a person who always feels like someone is against them for no reason whatsoever are those that have had a reason. Matter of fact, I find those people who are actually victimized seem to get over it faster than those that just feel that everyone is opposed to them. Let me give you another example of maybe feeling like a victim. When I was in high school, one of my favorite things to say was, why is everybody always picking on me? I really believe that. For a number of years, I felt picked on. I believed others always got the breaks in life. To me, everyone else was lucky. Now, if you've ever listened to me, you'll know that I don't like the word lucky for Christians. I don't believe that Christians are lucky at all. They're blessed. They're blessed by God. There's no such thing as luck in the life of a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, as I grew up, the word luck was replaced with an understanding of hard work with no excuse for failure. As a pastor, I would post a sign on the bulletin board of our church in the staff room because I wanted to, I wanted to encourage people to be the best that they possibly could be. And I would leave this message that said, leave no room for failure. You see, that's taking on responsibility for success. That's taking on the responsibility of increasing my faith and believing that God can do all things and calling forth those things that are not as though they are. That's the type of life that God wants us to live. And I'm hoping that through this teaching and through through this series on faith that we'll all take the responsibility for success and take the responsibility to see our faith grow and experience greater results in our prayer life. Now, let me give you a couple thoughts I have that may help you overcome a mindset of negativity. Now, if you don't have that problem, then you might be saying, well, this session is not for me. Well, I think the session's for all of us because every one of us from time to time feels a little picked on or we might feel a little negativity trying to sneak into our life. So I think this could help all of us. So let me just give you a few thoughts that might help you overcome a victim mentality or a negativity problem in your life. Number one, avoid finding fault with others. When you see something, find
find something nice to say with people. Two, stop looking for someone else to blame for your trials and your challenges. Just take responsibility for them or just face them with the Lord Jesus Christ and he'll help you go through it. The Holy Spirit will guide you and give you direction on how to deal with it. Three, today we call blaming others, throwing someone under the bus. So stop doing that and never allow yourself to fall into that pit because it's one that can be very devastating to you. I guarantee you it will destroy your faith. Four, if you need a friend, be friendly. If you say, well, I just don't have any friends. I don't have anybody that I can pal around with. Then you need to be friendly. The only way that we can have friends if we become a friendly person. Now, it's kind of an interesting word because my last name happens to be friend. So all the way through school, I wound up with kids making fun of my last name. But then when I realized what a blessing it was to have that last name, you'd be amazed at the number of people who will look at me when they see my last name and they'll say, is that real? Is that a real name? And I said, well, I try to live up to it. I hope that I can live up to it. And they generally are positive and respond with something very favorable. And I, I think it's exciting and kind of fun, but nonetheless, not all of us can have the last name of friend. Number five, if you need a financial break, become a giver of what you have. If you need a financial break, then take the finances you have and give something from it. Just a small portion, just something to show that you're trusting God for your finances. That's a positive step. That's a faith step. That's a trusting step. That's an expectation step. And it's going to encourage you and bless you. Number six, whatever you lack in life, give it away. If you lack money, then donate some money to your church. If you lack friendship, then be friendly. If you lack kindness in your life from other people, then be kind to other people. Even so far as for me to tell you that if you lack a job, you should show someone else how to go get a job. Tell them all the things that they need to do and what they, how they need to address their application or prepare a resume, but do something to encourage them to go get a job. And when you do that, it'll come back to you and you'll be blessed. It'll come back pressed down, shaken together and run over, God will pour out a blessing in your life. I believe you can find a great job if you help someone else find one also. Let's move on. Seven, pray for those who persecute you. That'll build your faith. A lot of people say, well, no, that's not fair, Pastor. That's that's not right. If people are persecuting me, why should I pray for them? Well, you should. We all should. I've had those situations where people have persecuted me and the Lord's put on my heart to pray for them. One particular case, I prayed for an individual for 20 years. Every day I lifted up his name. I said, Lord, just bless Ray. I'll just say his first name and that's all. But I said, Lord, bless him. He persecuted me. He came up against me in my business. He gave me a terrible time. But after 20 years of praying, one day at a banquet, I was there with some other people. And as I turned around to leave my table, I ran right into him face to face. And he looked at me and he smiled. And I, all I could think about was how much he disliked me and how much he was persecuting me. But then I remembered that I'd been praying for him. He looked at me and a big smile came over his face. And then he turned to the people he was with. He said, this is the guy I've been telling you about. And I thought, uh-oh, what did he say? He said, this is the guy I've been telling you about. He built my beautiful home. And we have loved it ever since we've lived there. It's just such a blessing. And if you guys ever want to build a home someday, this is the guy to meet. And I thought to myself, thank you, Lord, because I was praying for someone who was persecuting me and God gave me a blessing. I know it takes faith to do that, but we need to step out and, and work in faith to see something happen in our life. Another item is to treat your enemy kindly. Let me go a little quicker on these. Another one would be to do not have an enemy, to, to run away from challenges and problems. I mean, turn your back on a conflict. Avoid conflicts. I think that's crucial. The Bible tells us as much as it depends with you to be at peace with everyone else. That also is a step of faith. 
That step of faith will help your faith when you're facing other trials. Believe that dead relationships can be brought back to life. That's calling the forth those things that are not as though they are. Here's another thing. Never rejoice when your enemy faces trials. We should never be happy when someone that's giving us a difficult time is going through a difficult time. God cannot bless that. Now make a conscious decision not to think of yourself as the victim, as a person who's being picked on. And finally, I'll just give you this last one. Claim the life-giving promises of God are for your life. Just claim them. These are mine. I can be positive. I can be an encourager. I can lift up other people. In Jesus' name, I believe it and I claim it. And I thank you for it in advance, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray. If we do that, if we just take some of these steps, I know I went through them a little fast, but you can always listen to this again. Or if you want, pick up my book and it's in there. And a lot of that information is in there to help us understand how we can have a powerful prayer life and how we can have greater faith than we've ever imagined or ever thought that we could have. My last example of someone who could have had a negative life and felt like the victim was my dear wife, Sharon. She probably more than anyone that I know, no question about it, could have grown up with a very negative attitude towards life and she didn't. She grew up in a broken home. Her parents divorced when she was an infant. She was raised by her grandparents in Oklahoma. She has faced many serious physical and emotional trials in her life. You know, she even had polio when she was four years of age and was in an iron lung trying to survive it. The doctor said she'd never walk or have children. Well, she walks just fine and we've had two children together. She faced so many challenges, moving back and forth across the country, broken home, a father who was an alcoholic, just a lot of difficult things, but she maintained a positive attitude towards life. Sharon did not meet her birth mother until we had been married over 18 years. Think of that. We'd been married 18 years and Sharon had never met her mother because her mother was physically ill and the family hid her from Sharon so Sharon couldn't even find out where she was. And finally one day we tracked her down and we flew to go see her and God gave us a great reunion where Sharon got to meet her mom for the very first time. The story of my wife's life is an amazing example of how someone could easily develop a negative attitude or a victim mentality. Sharon could have blamed everyone else for her trials and lived the life of a victim. But in all the years that I've known her, she has never spoken unkindly of her family. She decided she was blessed. She prayed for those who persecuted her. She is the best example of anyone I know who has spent her life calling for things that were not as though they are. So I don't leave you blank on what Sharon went through. Just so you know, all of the problems that Sharon had in her life has been have been cured. Her entire family had become believers in Jesus Christ. Most of them she led to the Lord. All of her past family issues have been replaced with a loving family. Her dad and her were united together. It's amazing how the faithfulness of God has helped her. Her faith has grown stronger because of those difficult challenges she had. Now, the same thing can happen to you. Your faith can grow strong from your difficult challenges of the past. Don't allow your past to rob you of your future. Have faith to believe and trust in God. One final thought on this. We can never expect anything from God if we spend our life always claiming to be the victim or claiming that you have a right to be negative. God 
finds it difficult, almost impossible, to bless those people who will not rise above their challenges in life. He's there to pick us up. He's there to give us a helping hand. Just reach up and grab a hold of his hand. And you do that through prayer. You do that by reading his word. You do that by having fellowship with fellow believers in a good Christian church. So if you're not involved in church and you're not reading your Bible, it's going to be very difficult for you to see your faith grow and have hope for your future. We must choose to live life in anticipation of receiving the blessings of the Lord. I'm going to repeat that. I just, I think that's so important. We must choose to live life in anticipation of receiving the blessings of the Lord. Whatever we lack, we must trust God to provide it. Expect to receive. You know, when you pray for something, expect to see the answer. There should be an anticipation for the answer, an expectancy, an excitement, something that just causes your spirit to jump in your in your own heart and in your own mind, in your own soul, that God is blessing and God is answering prayer. Avoid the victim mentality. Never claim luck when you're blessed. There's some people that we know that from time to time I have to correct them because they like to use the word luck a lot. And I just tell them, you know, it's not luck. Christians are not lucky. They're blessed. And we kind of laugh about it, but I can see that's changing now. And they're great people, very, very sweet, dear friends of ours. But sometimes we allow something like that to rob us truly the fullness where our faith needs to go. As believers, we are the victors, not the victims. God is our source in everything that we desire. He will always be our source if we put him first. So with that, I'm going to close in prayer because I believe that we've got something else I want to get into in our next podcast. And I had some thoughts in my mind to maybe introduce that a little bit, but I think I'm going to let it stand on its own. So let me just pray and ask the Lord to bless you on this particular lesson. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that I've had. Father, to bring these thoughts and these ideas, Father, those who are tuning in today and listening in. I pray, Father God, that people would receive this, Father, and not take it negatively, not take it that, oh, he's just picking on me or he's being too negative. Not, not that at all. I pray that they would receive this, Father, in a way that it would cause them to have faith and trust in God, and to see that their faith can grow, Father, if they'll only trust and anticipate God's blessing. Help all of us, Father, to see something that is a challenge, to call forth a blessing on that challenge, to believe for things that are not as though they are, to look to the future, Father, and to use the past to grow from, and use the present, Father God, to continue to establish our faith and our trust in you. I thank you for this opportunity, and I pray blessings on all of those who are listening in. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me give you a quick review now of what we talked about. Everyone must take responsibilities for success. It doesn't come to you free. We need to take those responsibilities. We need to refuse to wear the label of victim. We can claim to be the victim or the victor. It's our choice. Instead of looking for a miracle gift from someone else, try to be a miracle gift to others. And if you'll take those points and just walk with them and live with them, I believe your faith is going to grow. I really do. I believe you're going to have an increase in faith and it'll go to a level that you've never even thought is possible. This might be a good time for you to take a piece of paper and write down some of your challenges of the past that have caused you to struggle with certain areas of thinking positive and being an encourager to others. Just write those down and just say, I take authority over that in the name of Jesus. And I take authority over this in the name of Jesus. And no weapon formed against me shall prosper and believe that and start claiming God's word and his scriptures and his promises. God is faithful. He's a rewarder of those who seek him. And I want us all to seek him and then see a reward. That reward is nothing but increased faith. What a great reward that would be. 
So now I want to close this up today, but I want to thank you for listening in. I hope that this lesson, I hope this session has blessed you. I hope that you've received something from it. We're going to be moving on in this series on prayer and faith and having faith to receive. In my next podcast, we're going to take on something that I really like. Of course, I wouldn't even be teaching this if it wasn't something that I really enjoyed and thought that would be a help to other people. We should have an anticipation of joy to receive faith, to see great results. We should anticipate having joy in our life because this anticipation of joy is kind of like Christmas. We sometimes plan and have fun and with the anticipation of what's going to happen. And then sometime when the event actually happens, it's not quite everything you thought it was going to be, but that's okay because all the joy that you received in anticipating that joy is just amazing. It lifts our spirits. Right now, I think about when I was a kid and I think the excitement about Christmas coming was even better than when when Christmas was actually taking place on that day. I remember as a kid, and I'll probably talk about this a little bit, that when we were going to go on vacation to Disneyland, I mean, I would think about it for months. If mom and dad told us we're going to go to Disneyland this summer, I would sit around and think about it and get so excited about it and just love it and just kind of want to be there. But then when the day got there, it was kind of like, well, this is great and I'm loving it. It's fun. But I look back and I think I had three or four months of anticipation of joy and maybe only 12 hours of the actual joy taking place. So think about that as we prepare to go into our next podcast. Now, if you're interested in maybe subscribing to my podcast, you can do that at cpnshows.com. And if you'd like to find out more information about my teachings and maybe a little of my background and some of the things that I've written about on finances and on faith and on generosity and, and what spiritual prosperity is compared to financial prosperity, those things you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com and you can look up several books that I've written. And I have several that I'm putting together right now looking forward to new things and new ideas that the Lord is placing on my heart. So let me just close with saying this. May the Lord bless you you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. I'm looking forward to next session. I hope you are. I hope you will invite someone to be a part of my upcoming podcast and I know that they'll be blessed as we are all blessed as we examine God's word on how to have greater faith to receive. So until next time, may God richly bless you.